Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of the Film Studies Club podcast. I am joined by my co-host, Pahul Chabra. And, uh, <laughs> and, um... What's my our, name? Our, Why do you have to laugh? <laughs> our, our fact guy, uh, I don't know what else to call him. He's kind of there just to, like, look up stuff and tell us cool facts about the movies. Uh, Nick Mana. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to let you say your name. Um, in case you couldn't tell, we are on Skype or no, we're on Zoom right no, now yeah. uh, because uh, California had a shelter in place, which was effective Friday, not Wednesday, when we recorded the podcast, Fahul. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, wait, I haven't checked. <laughs> well, you should check because it's the truth. Um, so today... Isn't Nick supposed to check the stuff? Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah, Nick, Nick, <laughs> look up when the shelter in place happened in California. So, anyways, uh, before movie theaters shut down, the Sunday before they were all closed, TCM did their uh, classic events series. And thankfully, I got to see King Kong in theaters before they all shut down. So, because of that, nice. I was like, hey, what if we did a podcast where we talked about the four most famous King Kong movies or the four most watched ones? Um, I actually There's thought more? there was only four. There's so many more. There's oh sequels. They actually, they, uh, they had a sequel for the first King Kong come out like the same year. What? That's how fast they pushed it out of production. It was called Son of Kong. Um, but huh. yeah, they've had a bunch of different iterations. They've had a bunch of Godzilla versus King Kong movies. And actually we're getting one in 2020. Um, that's this year. We're getting one this year in November, which is Whoa, exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was originally supposed to come out in April, but uh, it actually got pushed back before every other movie in April got pushed back. Sad stuff. But, yeah. Anyways. Uh, Nick, so just I jump think... in about the California shutdown whenever March 20th. Yeah, that's Friday, Paul. Gosh, March. darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, shall we just dive into the first movie? Absolutely. All right. So the first one that we're talking about is King Kong uh oh, i just typed it in as ling kong in um <laughs> letterbox is king kong 1933 this was nice. the first king kong movie to come out it was directed by murray and c cooper and ernest b showed sack <laughs> name seriously what's wrong with you and names like it's, it's people's names wrong okay s-h s-c-h-o-e-d-s-a-c-k how do you pronounce that S-C-H-O-E-D. Fact guy, look it up. Uh, <laughs> um, anyways, uh, it was also... Uh, Nick, just look at director of King Kong, 1933. <laughs> it was produced by uh, Brian O'Selznick, who was like the big producer at the time. Um, Whoa, and, that's a funny name. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure you all know the, the story. It's about uh, this film crew that's headed by this like very pretentious director dude and they are going to this island and when they get there uh oh there's a big big monkey and uh the big monkey is trying to kill all of them and that's uh that's basically the plot so i'm gonna start off with paul Hool. what what did you think about the first 1933 king kong uh i think it was interesting like a black and white stop motion kind of king kong i just but i hated it you know like i did not enjoy this movie at oh, really? I, I could not stand it. I know it's like classic and everything, but like I was on my phone for a little bit of it. I'm not going to lie. A little bit meaning like 40 minutes of it. Like <laughs> like pretty much like later half of the movie, I did not care. 
I, I looked up once in a while, and that was it. And wait, I think wait. there was too much screaming in this movie. This is how you pronounce it. Shotza. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's a funny name, Pahul. Um, I actually find that really interesting. Because uh, this is, I mean, it's the second movie we've ever reviewed, but it's the first one that we disagree on. I actually really love this movie. Really? Why? Like, a lot. And um, especially seeing it on the big screen, I think whenever I think of adventure movie, you know, adventure is like a hard genre to define because like what's the difference between action and adventure, you know, like is an action movie an adventure movie necessarily? And I think King Kong is like the quintessential adventure movie to me. Like I was invested and I was excited like the entire time. And I, I know that the characters are like pretty like plain. They're pretty one note, but I yeah. still actually found myself getting invested in them. And I thought that they actually did a pretty good job with the director guy. Um, I think it's kind of hilarious that uh, the one guy could speak the language of the natives, which like, <laughs> oh, come on, why is how is that hilarious? That's because that was positive. an unknown island with people that would most likely be speaking an unknown language. No, 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 but- no, but he says that, like, it's a similar dialect to another, like, it's a part of a language group, you know? Like, Lebanese. Then that's the stupid part, because it's, they were isolated for, like, the longest time. But they were talking in, like, really, like, he, he was barely talking. He was, like, friend, Kong. Ooga booga. Woman, or ooga booga, or something <laughs> like that, you know? No, but like, it, he, he was barely didn't, talking. Didn't one of the guys actually speak the language? Yeah, he spoke the language, but, like, a few words of it, like, like, we friend, we know, any, or something like that, you know? Well, how do you know? Because you don't know what the language is. Well, but they were just talking one word. Like, and because they kept repeating the one word for friend over and over. And he was like, what's that word? And, was, and he was like, it means friend. And so everyone started repeating it, you know? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Um, anyways, I, I thought watching it, the runtime just flew by for me. Like, I was, I mean, I was in the theater, so that was a different experience, but like I never mm-hmm. felt the urge to look at my phone. Um, I found it extremely entertaining. <clears throat> I, it was exciting, it was exhilarating, and I love seeing the production design and especially the way that they combined the um, production design with like all the smaller creatures and made it so that it looked like the human beings were walking around. Like, I mean, it didn't look fantastic, but for 1933, it looked pretty like damn good. Um, the only part where like it was laughable to me was when they was with the dinosaurs, because uh, that was like obviously oh, yeah. completely yeah. different, completely different thing. But like when Kong picks up the girl and everything, like I thought it was really great. And if you think about it, I'm sure a lot of people went into this movie not even knowing what Kong, who Kong was, and the way that they built up the idea of King Kong and like the mystery around him, and then when it was revealed, it's a giant ape. Like I think that that was just masterful the way that they did that. This is this is the that, but... this is the claymation one, right? Like the stop motion. Uh, I mean. Yeah, they use stop motion for yeah, it. Okay. I did not like Nick? I did not like a lot of the characters in the movie, especially the the woman. I did not like the woman. Oh yeah, I mean she was very whiny. She was very much a uh, what do you call it? She was like a damsel in Caricature. distress. Yeah. Yeah, that as well. the The character I actually liked the most in the movie was King Kong. I thought that they actually did a great job, like making you sympathize with him and making you care for him. So that like at the end of the movie, um, I mean, spoiler alert for King Kong, I'm sure you all know what happens at the end when he gets um, shot off of the tower. And I didn't know that. 
no, no, no. Like before watching the movies, I didn't know King Kong dies. I thought he just escaped or something. Oh no, it's like a famous. Well, like the it was, it was Beauty killed the Beast. It's like a famous. Yeah, well line. now I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like especially at the very end when he's like right before he falls off and he looks to the screen and he has like a face of like describe it's like a face of regret and it's like a monkey and and it's the 1930s so it should be stupid but like i actually cared about him and i was really sad when he um, when he died so yeah i think it's just a, it's a technological achievement for one but it was also really entertaining in a fun adventure movie and it was it was very memorable for me i was i had a smile on my face the entire time watching it i don't i don't like renting it i i, I would have liked it if i again saw it for free but you know with the whole renting it and everything you know i i'm filled with the regret i'm filled with the utmost regret like king kong or whoever was filled with the regret yeah well i mean you got to see like a slice of film history Paul. Well, isn't that okay see so that was interesting you know it was like a it was like a cross-section of society in the 1930s and i was looking at it from that lens kind of. i was trying to look at it from that lens yeah. that was an interesting aspect of it and like you know the the caricature of the Chinese man and everything. Oh, and that, yeah, was that was really so interesting. That was really interesting, though. Well, and part of the, I, th- I find like older movies interesting for that reason. I think it's interesting to see how they were making movies when they first started out. And a lot of them don't hold up to today. But to me, like Kong is still like a really entertaining movie. Um, what, was, what else was I going to say? Oh, I mean, the, what's so interesting to me about how they like pulled off the like stop motion and stuff is that like, if you think about it, sound for movies was created six years before this movie came out. And color for movies came out six years after this movie came out. So this was like the beginning of feature length movies. And the fact that some, that two directors and some producer were like, that they, that they even wanted to attempt this. I mean, it's such a technological like achievement. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine the, you know, the hoops and bounds that they had to go up over to get this movie made it's pretty impressive yeah anyways uh shall we give our scores sure okay i'm gonna give this one an 8.25 out of 10 i'm gonna give it a 6 out of 10 <laughs> i haven't you talked seen about how much it. you hated it the whole time yeah but i think you know like a 6 out of 10 is i hate it yeah 6 out of 10 is like a oh i hate it score 5 out of 10 no is, that's like a good score it. Oh, fine. Three out of ten. I don't know. Well, are you thinking about it like the way that like schools grade? Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a D. Uh, I mean the way that the way that like I view scores um, is like eight through ten is an A, six through eight is a B, four through six is a C, uh, two through four is a D, and uh, zero to two is an F. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, I'll just give a letter uh, grade from now on. Ah, okay. That sounds good. Uh, I can do numbers and you can do letters. All right. We also have the uh, 1976. Hey, I have some facts. Yes. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Nick, what are some cool facts about uh, King Kong 1933? Well, um, the first fact, well, okay. So the main character, uh, the the actor who played it was Fay Ray. What an awesome name. Fay Ray. <laughs> You're a stupid person, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay um when when she was being cast for the role uh she didn't know like what what she was getting into and um the pe- the studio t- uh told them that uh 
the uh, like protagonist or I guess the, like the main character of the entire thing was going to be the tallest, darkest leading man in Hollywood. Uh, they were referring to the ape, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> from this from this description, uh, she thought that they were talking about Cary Grant. I don't know who that is, but apparently he's a very tall and dark <laughs> leading man. <laughs> so, he's a famous actor. Yeah, she was expecting Cary Grant, but she got an ape. <laughs> wow, you know it's kind of like interesting. What yeah. her story is like, what her character story was, because yeah. she didn't know what she was getting herself into. That's what I was gonna say. I wonder if they like intentionally did it like that so that she would have the like cluelessness about her. Huh. Also, um, Nick, real quick question. Uh, you can edit this out if you want. Do you have a soundboard? Cut. Uh, no, but I can, like, look up some sounds right now. We'll, we'll finish the fun facts about um, the 1933 campaign first. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. <laughs> what is that? Is that the King Kong music? No, um, hold on. Don't play too, too long on that. We might get a copyright. Yeah. Wait, I don't hold think that'll be detrimental to us, but still. Surprise sound effect. <laughs> Nick, you kind of ruined the surprise of the surprise sound effect when you say it out loud into your microphone. <laughs> Are you going to play it? I did. Should we move on? Should we move on? Oh, you did. Okay, we're moving on. No, no, we got to finish the facts. <laughs> two facts. Two facts is more than enough. He, she, he only said one fact. I have another fact. He did? Yeah, he oh. has another one. Come on, Nick. Nick, say oh, your other okay. fact. Nick, Nick, say it. Spit it um, up. Well, okay. Basically, what I was just going to say, since the uh, character of the uh, ape was made out of clay, there was a massive flaw where, like, since they had to keep on moving the um, the clay ape, obviously the clay was getting, like, um, rearranged when they had to move it, so they would just, like, brush off the... Uh, clay like um after every time they moved it and so that was like the flaw so like every single frame that like um the clay that was the fur was like really different like every single frame and um that actually became like a trend for like a lot of other movies that had um any clay characters in the future like if, if you look at modern um claymation and anything with fur you can see that the fur is like literally like changing every single frame and that that um all originated from king kong that, um, that makes cool. me think That's of Missing cool. Link, the uh, animated movie. And that movie, like the creature, like the hair is moving all the time. So that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, Nick, uh, can you look up for me? Was this the first movie to utilize claymation? Okay, on it. All right. Um, anyways, we can move on now to the next King Kong movie, which was from 1976. Uh, it's D also minus. called King Kong. <laughs> oh, don't spoil it. Um uh -huh. This one Cut. is <laughs> this one is a remake of the 1933 one, obviously. Um, but it follows a different story. It's about this uh, oil ex company that is going to this island because they believe that there's a chance that it has a lot of oil. And there's this uh, environmentalist played by a very young Jeff Bridges, who sneaks onto the ship, and they end up just taking him. And then while at sea, there's a woman who is just like floating there. So they go get her and she is played by a very young Jessica Lange. Um, I have an interesting fact about her, but uh, it's basically, it's, it's a very similar story. It has a lot of similar tropes, but uh, instead of being about filmmaking, it is about uh, an oil company instead. So 
again, <clears throat> I will start off with you, Paul. Who, no, no, no. You, you should think? start. You should start because last time I started, I want to start again. Uh, wait, before okay. you start, um, the first movie yeah. was The Sculptor's Welsh Rarebit Dream in 1908. That was the first claymation film. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Nick, can you look up real quick for me how many Oscars Jessica Lange has gotten? Okay. Uh, so I am not really a fan of this movie. Uh, I think it mostly comes from the dialogue. The dialogue is really like terribly written and it's laughable. I mean, the, the Jessica Lange character talks about horoscopes like so frequently oh. in the movie. <laughs> and it's so stupid whenever she said it. She has a line where she says, I could tell you're an Aries because of your ears. And I'm pretty sure she says it twice. No, no, that, but then she's making a joke. Right, she's making a joke with uh, with Jeff Bridges, but then she doesn't she say it to Kong later in the movie? No, she just says that I bet you're an Aries, and I don't know what she says. <laughs> and I'm pretty that. sure she says it's because of the shape of your ears. And she's won and two Academy watched... Awards, by the way. Yeah, so here's the thing. Jessica Lange has won two Academy Awards. And her performance in this movie is one of the worst performances I have ever seen. She is so. She touches her terrible. neck a lot. Like she yeah. Goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you know. Like it's um, very. For it's, those it's like she's always high and very sexually active, kind of like yeah. a, exemplifying the whole hippie thing. You know, that's what I got from it. It, it. it was, but at the same time, I feel like hippies are more chill than she was. She was like hyperventilating in every single scene and like yeah, freaking she out was. constantly. It, yeah i mean if you thought the screaming was bad in the 1933 one i preferred that to like her just breathing really weird and being like no ape it's okay don't attack me it was i don't know it was really weird jeff bridge i mean generally all the actors are like really bad in this movie like the oil company ceo guy is so comical he's such a comical villain he's like Oh, it's it's okay. We don't need to worry about their lives. They're gonna go get they're gonna go get Kong, and we can show it at, at places and make money. And it was Kong I mean, was cool though. King Kong was cool. I I hated him. Really, I liked King Kong. There's like, well, okay. So here's the thing about this movie. I read this fact already. So Nick, if you have it on there, delete it because I'm about to say it. Okay. Um, they built a huge King Kong for this movie that cost 1.6 million dollars. Um. And they actually only used it in two shots because it malfunctioned and it didn't work. <laughs> so the majority of this movie is a guy in an ape suit. And like, I thought that it looked terrible. Like his movements looked so human-like. Like he's a big ape. He's not going to walk like a guy, like a normal guy. Like there's a shot where she's like laying on the ground and it's like looking up and you see Kong like slowly approaching and he looks like some drunk dude like stumbling out of the bar. It, it looks terrible. It took me out of the movie. Oh, well, there's a lot also, of things that would take me out of the movie in this. So like, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, I thought the, the 1933 one and even the 2005 one, which we'll talk about in a second. I like how they made Kong like somebody that you could sympathize with. I thought that it took the idea of like a monster movie and made it better. But mm -hmm. in this one, I just couldn't sympathize with Kong because I don't know how to say this without like using a certain word that we can't use, but he, he looked and like a butthole. Start... Oh, okay. Fine. Like, <laughs> um, he, he, he was, his face was like so angry for the entire movie. And like, to me that took, I don't know. Like, I think the best part about these Kong movies is when you can sympathize with the character. And this movie makes no attempts to do that. So 
well the no end, they have he, some attempts in there i mean like a few but it didn't work for me because kong just looked so mad and like angry all the time yeah but like when they zoom in on his eyes then you can kind of sympathize because you can't just really see the angry part you can only see the eyes part and they're twinkling uh, and stuff you know I, I, I still his eyes looked kind of angry to me I don't know about you. Anyways, Pohua, what are your general thoughts about this uh, King Kong movie? Uh, let me pull up my thoughts here. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Uh, let's see. 1976. Yeah, it didn't do a lot of, like, it was It was kind of a carbon copy of the 1933 one for me. Like, it was very it's... much similar to what, like, they were doing. Go to the island, blah, 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 go back. Blah blah blah. King Kong gets set free. Blah blah blah. He gets shot. Yeah. Like there's nothing different. And by the second one, I was getting extremely bored. Um. See, what I appreciate about this movie is that they actually like tried to do a different plot. Like they didn't go with the filmmaker plot. Um. Because that's kind of what the 2005 one did. It, that's a very but, small change. Like, right. That's almost. Well, the the thing with the 1976 one that made me mad is that if you're gonna do a different story. Have them, like, when they go across the island, have it be a little bit different. Like, they still did the shaking log thing, and he still, like, rescued Kong. She, I mean, he came and rescued her, like, by a slim chance and stuff. And it, it yeah, like, when they weren't on the island, it felt like a different movie to me. A, <clears throat> a crappy one, but still a different movie. But by the time they got to the island, it, it just felt like they were going through the same beats. And that made me yeah. mad, because it's like, if you're gonna make a plot different... Do, make the characters do something different because if you don't then it just i don't know it gets repetitive yeah i agree yeah um any other thoughts on the 76 one let me pull up my thoughts again here <laughs> you should just leave your thoughts open i uh, know the, the female character in this one was also very annoying and i already said that so yeah 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 i yeah. can't believe she's a two-time oscar winner now yeah i like, can't either I, that, that performance is horrible she came a long way. Other movies she has been in, I don't think, like, uh, she was in Big Fish and Tootsie right. and all that jazz. I, I don't remember <laughs> her in any of those movies. And The Postman Always was. Rings Twice from 1981. <laughs> I actually do remember her in Tootsie. She was good in that one, but that was, like, eight years later. Um, and anyways, American Horror Story. Do you know what movies she won the Oscars for, Nick? Uh, no, I don't yes, think that up. Yes, please. please. And in that time, we will give our scores. So, Pahul, what are you giving King Kong 1976? So, I gave the last one a D, right? Yeah, yes, you did. So, this one is a D minus. Maybe an D F minus. plus. Does an F plus exist? <laughs> uh, I've never heard of an F plus before. Well, if, if it does, it's an F plus. Yeah, I'm going to. The thing is, the last three minutes of this movie were like shockingly good in comparison to the rest of the movie. Oh yeah, I remember it that. It's so weird because like once Kong hits the ground, like the whole movie kind of goes silent and it's like a heartbeat sound, and then like Jessica Lange like goes down and approaches Kong and it was legitimately heartbreaking. Like yeah, I was, was shocked. I was shocked that the end of the movie was as good as it was. And I have a problem where like movies that deserve terrible scores, if they have a good ending, then I give them a higher score than they should. So originally I was thinking like a two out of 10 for this movie, but I'll end up giving it a 3.5. Cause that That's ending good, was, yeah. Okay. It was very sharp. Um, anyways, do you know what movies uh, they were for Nick? Uh, so she won one in 1995 uh, because uh, blue sky and then Tootsie 
1982. Got it. Yeah, I remember who she was in Tootsie. Now that that is a good one. That's a good one. Um, do you have any interesting facts about this one, Nick? I have two facts. So, um, Meryl Streep. Uh, do you know who that is? Yeah. An actor. Of course, of course, I know who Meryl <laughs> Streep is. I don't. <laughs> Are you serious? I've never heard of her. She's been nominated for an Oscar like 20 times. Here, I'll look. I'll be the fact checker on this. Okay. Well, anyways. Yeah, Nick, um, go on. Uh, in a 2008 review with David Letterman, I know who that is. Uh, so Meryl Streep um, said that she uh, auditioned for the role of Dwan, uh, the main character of King Kong. Uh, but the producer of the film did, declined her because she was, and I quote, too ugly. Wow. <laughs> Not gonna lie, Jessica Lang wasn't like her her, wasn't... her teeth were screwed up. I didn't like her teeth. That was like and the her... only thing that like that I don't know. jumped out to me. There were like black was... stuff right next to her gums. It was disgusting. Yeah. I think it's weird how in all of these movies, like the brush. filmmakers That's have weird. a thing about King Kong taking clothes off of the like female protagonist. Oh yeah, that does happen. Yeah. They did it in the 1933 one, and I'm pretty sure they did it in the other two. And then, yeah. like, in Kong Skull Island, it's, like, Brie Larson hey, in a tank top the whole movie. Dude, we're, we're not there yet. Well, I've mentioned the 2005 one a bunch of times. Um, anyways, uh, Meryl Streep has been nominated 21 times for uh, for act- actress. I don't know her, therefore she does not matter. Okay, Nick. Uh, what's your second fact? So, um... The noises that uh, King Kong made was recorded by Peter Cullen, and it strained his voice so much that while recording in the studio, his throat started bleeding. He coughed up blood because of this. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I don't don't know why that's that's so funny. Um, Is that it, Nick? Yeah. Do you have a sound effect to transition us to the 2005 Uh, King Kong? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> get a new sound effect Nick, sorry i thought on. that was a different one but apparently not <laughs> anyways uh king kong 2005 this one was directed by peter jackson and this was uh post lord of the rings for him he had like so many good years in a row like his last movie was 1976 and then i think so i think it was 1976 and then he came out nick fact check that uh Peter Jackson movie before the first Lord of the Rings. Um, he did the three Lord of the Rings movies in a row, which were each like three hours. Um, and then he did King Kong two years later. That was also three hours. And then he God, took like I a huge it. break. You hated three this one? Too long. Three R, no, th- the three R aspect. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, I personally, I know that's a huge complaint with this movie. I don't mind that at all. Like, I have a weird thing with Peter Jackson movies where, like, even when they're three hours, I just, I don't mind it. Like, I, I can stay invested because I think he's really good at world building. Um, anyways, Pahul, it's your turn to start off. What did you think of the 2005 one? Uh, notes time. Let's see. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Um, Jack Black was in this movie. And... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> wait, wait, I'm building up on this. It's a... That, that actually that's all i have jack black was in this movie and 3r movie and um it was it was a, it was a lot more different than the 1933 one like there's they did a lot more different stuff with it so i, I like kind of that the same part plot though well but like there was like you know there was they were facing different stuff on the island you know like 
there were like right. giant insects and stuff, which I hate. I hated that scene. I, I don't like insects, dude. Oh, with the insects, insects crawling suck. on the guy. Go and oh, like shoot him off. Gross. Yeah. Well, that, I thought that was a gross scene. And then one thing with that movie is that that kid had never touched the gun before, and suddenly he's firing shots that are like inches away from that one guy, and somehow he's not shooting him. Well, that's because he was motivated motivated by the African American guy who died before. He's like, you know, motivation wanna... doesn't mean you're a perfect shot all of a sudden. Well, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Have you ever been in that situation where you were motivated by an African American guy to shoot a gun at someone who was in? Who has a centipede crawling all over his back? You but you didn't like that, that scene. I yes, love that I scene. That was a disgusting scene. I loved what it. it what were the pink worms that were coming out? Yeah, and they were so like, cool. oh, I was so young. That that was, I was so young. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Arms and stuff. That was gross. I hated well, Nick, that scene. Nick, when you were a kid, you were like obsessed with insects. Yeah, you made a worm farm with your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, for those of those listening, which is everybody, uh, Nick just uh, yeah. cut off his head with his hand. Yeah. Also, um, the uh, Peter Jackson, whatever his name is, he's made um, Bad Taste, Dead Alive, Heavenly Creatures, The Frighteners, The Making of the Frighteners. Um, and then after that is all the Lord of the Rings. So he's made quite a few movies before. No, what was his movie like right before Lord of the Rings? And what year did it come out? Um, there's a video documentary of The Making of the Frighteners. And then before that is The Frighteners. And that came out in 1996. Yeah, so he took like five years off and did Lord of the Rings and then King Kong right after. Well, and then he took another four years and did uh, The Lovely Bones. Uh, five years is a I feel like that's a lot of time. He, he, no, five just, years ago, I was in seventh grade. Nah, I remember seventh grade. Five I years ago, you were in sixth grade. No. Yes. 11 minus five is... Whoa. <laughs> 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 um anyways uh do you have any other uh notes oh um, um the chinese guy makes a comeback in this movie like for a brief amount of time before he gets killed and that's it that's all there is yes all right so kong oh, 2005 oh, wait, yes. wait this was the one with the ice skating scene right or yeah they're in the yeah okay go on i'll just well, what about it curious. nothing i'm just curious okay um yeah i i actually really like this one it it was a childhood movie for me it was the first movie to ever make me cry which is weird i was like in fourth grade and when king kong died at the end it made me cry and i think that just goes to show like the power of this movie and creating kong as like a sympathetic character uh even though i mean i was really young and i'm sure nobody above the age of nine cried at his death i think yeah they did, i didn't cry i didn't cry. yeah i mean i didn't cry re-watching it either <clears throat> but i think that they did a really good job with making him a character that was pretty easy to sympathize with um even though the effects were pretty dated he still it, i think that he the way that he moved and the way that they kind of did his character i think that this is probably I, it's it's like tied with 1933 with, for me um in terms of my favorite kong because I think he just looks great. And I love the world building of this one. Like Peter Jackson is fantastic at world building. He um, was great uh, with the Lord of the Rings movies, obviously, and The Hobbit. Everybody loves Middle Earth and The Shire. And I think that he built a really interesting Skull Island. Uh, I think 
all of the characters, I mean, not the characters, all that like insects and stuff and all the creatures that they had were like super cool and really well thought out. And he's just a really creative guy. I think that this was like a great project for him. And uh, beyond that, I, I don't know. It, it was a fast three hours for me, even on the rewatch. Like I, I didn't get that bored. I went on my phone a little bit, but I wasn't that bored while watching it. I found it like really entertaining. And I, I think it's, it's it, <clears throat> there was definitely stuff you could have cut out but personally, I just didn't mind because it didn't really bog down the movie, except for the ice skating scene. I really could have gone without that. Yeah, that was that was terrible. <laughs> I yeah, don't know. I don't get that scene. Yeah, um, maybe it was like you know, like they were all peaceful and everything, and then suddenly a missile comes down. They're like, "What?" I think there were other ways to do that than like skating on the ice, especially like such a big monkey. He would have broken the ice so easily. There's not water below the ice, Robert. <laughs> Was there not? I don't. Was it? I forget the scene. Was it in like um like an ice skating? <laughs> it was in New York. That doesn't answer my question. <laughs> I'll ask. I'll see. Yeah, were, I'll, were they on an ice skating rink or were they on like the lake? No, like I think it was just a, it was just like a frozen lake. Oh, never mind. It was like okay, in a park mind, or something. Yeah, no. Yeah. Then he would have very easily been falling in the water and then killed a girl. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's an alternative ending to this movie. She dies of hypothermia because he took her to the ice and tried to sit I think on that's it. too close to another movie. Which one? Titanic. Oh, yeah. I, I've actually never seen Titanic. Oh, maybe we should do that one. The, the uh, Titanic and Titanic 3D. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have it in Titanic too, right? It's like an animated movie. What? Yeah, look I'm it up. It's one of the up. lowest rated movies ever on Letterboxd. <laughs> <laughs> it's... <laughs> It was animated and it came out in like the 2010s and it's it's really bad. It's like called like Titanic 2 Jack's Promise. I hate everything but like a whole video on it. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. This is awesome. I want to watch this afterwards, but okay. <laughs> I, I wouldn't recommend it. It has like a 1.4 average on Letterboxd. It had really a budget of 5,670 Indian rupees. <laughs> Why is it told by Indian rupees? Well, because that's what it says. So I'm just going by that. I'm not going to convert INR to USD right now. Well, I mean, but why doesn't it say USD? Oh, I'm connected to a VPN, dude. Oh, uh, oh, gotcha. Um, Titanic 2 has a 1.1 average on uh, Letterboxd. That's and pretty it talks, good. It's uh, on, <laughs> on the 100th anniversary of the original voyage, a modern luxury liner christened titanic 2 follows the path of its namesake but when a tsunami hurls an iceberg into the new ship's path the passengers and crews must fight to avoid a similar fate um yeah and i converted the the budget it's 33 dollars, which doesn't seem right to me that's, that's too <laughs> low 33 dollars and 85 cents just some guy in his basement just animating this movie. no legitimately i'm pretty sure that's like that's what it was like um I mean, there's no famous actors in it. It's a bunch of first timers. Anyways, uh, my other than the ice skating rink, my other problem with 2005, uh, I like what they did with the director character. I thought he was more interesting than the 1933 one because, like, I think that they made his story more interesting and like the evolution of him just being a passionate filmmaker to becoming this corrupt guy felt more natural. And mm-hmm. I thought that it was done better. I just think that Jack Black like I overacted. I love the Jack role Black too so much. much. 
Yeah, Jack Black is a cool guy. I like Jack Black a lot. But he, I felt like he overacted in this movie. I think he was like a little too much. I like the scene where he was like filming the dinosaurs and like it cuts down and he's like running and the dinosaurs are behind him. It's like, what? Jack Black's running from like a bunch of dinosaurs. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, that I, also, exact I thought it was a nice like wink and a nod when they were recording the movie and it was dialogue from the first King Kong. Oh, yeah. I noticed that. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's something that we only got because we watched all these movies like back to back to back. Yeah. Anyways, also, uh, he says that thing in the end, the beauty killed the beast. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's like the famous line. Like, he could have not. Yeah. That line was, like, so overacted to me. I don't know. Anyways, uh, shall we give scores? Yeah. Um, this one, like, I'm a little biased on since it's a childhood movie, but I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. I'm going to give it a B. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nick, I know that you like this one a lot. Did, well, first, uh, some facts, but, like, do you have any opinion on the movie that you want to share? Um, I mean, not necessarily. I just, I would give it an 8.5 because I really like the CG as a kid. <laughs> it's so outdated now, though. Have you seen it recently? Um, no, but like when I was younger, I was just like, whoa, this is really cool. This is like my entire <laughs> imagination just on screen. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, you got, you got some facts about the movie. So wait, wait. in your imagination, there were like bugs that were trying to kill disgusting. human beings. I had disgusting. a I had a screwed up childhood, Robert. You have no idea. <laughs> we gotta do a podcast episode on that. The Mana Files. Who's yeah. so interesting? Okay, so... sound sound effect. No, 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 no. We're gonna hear facts and then the sound effect. Oh shoot! Okay. So, um, apparently, uh, you know the Empire State Building in the movie, right? Uh, he gets on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it took longer to make the CGI version of the Empire State Building than it did to make the actual Empire State Building. <laughs> that, is, Wait, that's, that seems like a... No, that it makes took, no sense. It took 18 months to make the CGI version of the Empire State Building, and then the real thing was built in 14 months. Wait. You just said 11... Oh, wait. Eight, what? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. That's that's so yeah that's baffling. Wait wait, how long was it made? Like how long was the Empire State Building made? Fourteen and... months, according to IMDb. Yeah, actually, four hundred ten days. But yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, well, okay. okay. What's interesting about that is that like that means that this movie took at the very least eighteen months to make, and then additionally they also had to shoot a bunch of footage and do a bunch of other CGI. Well, I'm sure it was all done at the same time. It's just that's interesting. Okay, um, and then, uh, so, uh, as this one is kind of, like, entailing the entire series, so as the um, movies progress, the gorilla actually gets older and older, so, like, in the first King Kong, he looks pretty young, and then at the 2005 one, he looks the oldest, and then, according to Korra, a very reliable source, um, King Kong is 86 years old. <laughs> <laughs> How would they ask, okay, who were who King Kong's parents? Uh, King Kong, Mr. Kong, King... and Mrs. Kong, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Kong. <laughs> yeah, they they uh the Cora person calculated it based on like how old he looked and like compared it with real gorillas. Whoa! I don't really, <laughs> I don't know how well, accurate. Okay, how would King but... Kong age if he dies like every forty years? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like know. in the first in 1933. Oh yeah, like, hey, he does die. Oh, it's like a happy death day, <laughs> or a Groundhog Day. <laughs> and he keeps on living Kong over the same memory over and over. 
But he gets a little Okay, so older. if he was 83, that means that he was 11 years old in the 1933 King Kong. He was a big baby. That means his parents were probably still alive, like out there, you know? So oh, the next gorilla, well, okay. gorilla movie is just him finding his parents. That would be cool. Uh, well, the next one's going to be Godzilla vs. King Kong. But um, oh, yeah. they had the son of Kong later that year. So that means that if he was 11 in 1933, that he had a son at that point. Wait, Wait there's there a female he... King Kong? Yeah, there's a female King Kong. Or did I he don't just know how butt off another... yeah. Maybe they hatch eggs. They're like males who hatch eggs. That that doesn't. <laughs> but they still need, still need like a. The, the Unless he's like asexual or something. I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's asexual. I don't think King Kong is asexual, not going to lie. <laughs> he seems pretty sexual to me. He loves women. All right. No, asexual is in like That's he reproduces thing. with himself like a plant. But then why would he love women so much? He, he's obviously in love with these women. Maybe he's never seen a woman before. Oh, he's seen women multiple times. There's like tribes okay, on the island. Okay, he islands. tried to rip off their maybe, clothes. Maybe he is straight. Maybe he's a homo- I mean, heterosexual monkey, but he is asexually reproduces. <laughs> so what's the point of, of, of being hetero... Like, like, evolutionarily speaking, why would this monkey be heterosexual? but mate on its own like you don't see plants being heterosexual well plants don't have sexuality really they don't have personality yeah but like you know it's, it's like it doesn't make sense you don't see bacteria humping but can i say that <laughs> sure yeah, you don't see bacteria humping each other well evolutionarily speaking this animal is probably not very like good because there's only one of them well, so, no. Well, actually, yeah. we get an explanation for that in the next King Kong movie. Which oh. transition oh, effect? Not good right transition. Now. Let's go, let's go, let's transition sound effect. Um, you ruined it. Well, what what sound effect was that? Well, yeah. What was that? Um. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> wait. <laughs> what is that? That was a glitch sound effect. <laughs> that was a glitch. Anyways. Um, Kong Skull Island came out not too long ago. It was uh, 2017. 2017. This came out when we were in eighth grade. And. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, I love these sound effects. They're great. Uh, it was directed by Jordan Vaught Roberts, who was an indie director that got famous for directing. Uh, the kings i'm pulling it up on letterboxd the kings of summer in 2013 and he's currently attached to the metal gear solid movie whenever that is going to come out and in this one it follows it's a brand new story it's not even similar to the other ones it's a 1970s kind of like the vietnam war just ended and there's these military guys that are called to go to this mysterious island that has never been explored because a character played by John Goodman has been uh, researching it for a really long time. And when they get to the island, they start just dropping bombs all over the island, and then Kong gets mad, so he tries to kill all of them. And it's kind of like a survival story on this island. And I really liked the premise, and I really liked the trailer, and the movie was like a huge disappointment to me when I first saw it. I really, really hated it when I first saw it. And now that it's been like three years... I kind of see the fun in this movie, but I'm still not a big fan of it. I don't really like Kong Skull Island, and it generally got good reviews. It has 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's certified. Yeah, I like it. I did not mind yeah. this movie. Yeah. yeah. I think it's yeah. a very fresh kind of thing. 
especially after the marathon at the end. It was a fresh little way to end it, you know? Yeah. I mean, what I like about this movie is that in many ways it's self-aware. Like there's the scene where Tom Hiddleston is like running with through gas with a gas mask on with a sword and he's like slicing velociraptors. That was awesome. And yeah, you're not going to put that in a movie unless like, you know, that you're kind of a stupid movie. Yeah. My problem with this movie was that I felt like it struggled between not taking itself too seriously and taking itself way too seriously. And because of that, the movie never really had anything unique in it. I didn't like, it wasn't being serious enough to be solid and it wasn't being lighthearted enough to be fun. So it was just in this like funky middle place that just didn't work. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. It was, it was kind of strange, but I mean, again, in the end, I think, I think it's a, a fresh new look on the Kong thing. And there, and I saw the after credit scene. So apparently there's going to be another King Kong movie. It's like a franchise thing. That was setting up Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, gotcha. And also this movie was made or produced by Tencent Pictures, which is a Chinese thing. So that was interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Tencent Pictures, which do the. So it was it was marketed in China. I don't know if it got re- probably got released there. Oh, it totally so, did. They probably made yeah, most of their money in China. Nick, yeah, can you that look makes up, sense. Uh, That's when there was a Chinese lady in the movie. That also makes right. sense. Kind of ties in. I was yeah. like, whoa, more than one woman in a King Kong movie. That's that's crazy. But then, no, <laughs> never mind. It's just pandering to Chinese audiences. So, yeah. Right. Nick, can you go on Box Office Mojo and look up how much money uh, this made from international uh, figures and how much it made in China? Uh, my other problem with Kong Skull Island is that I think the characters are really, really boring. All of them uh, were super one note. And like they tried to develop them. But by having like a 10 person cast and trying to develop them all equally, it's like, you know, the saying, it's like Jack of all trades is a master of none. It's like, if you try to do too much, then none of the characters are really going to be developed enough for you to care about them. So the Mm -hmm. entire time, like when they were getting picked off and stuff, I just didn't care. Yeah. The only one Um, I, sorry, you go go on, go on. The only one I kind of cared about was John C. Riley's character because like C. Riley. He was the uh, guy who was left on the island. He had been there for like many years. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of. Yeah, that was, that was sweet that, at the end. Yeah, I think it was a nice post credit scene. But also, the end of the movie was really weird because, like, okay. Oh, can, yeah. Can I, I did not get I, the end. I did not get the yeah, end. Can I spoil it? Go ahead. You know, no one's going to watch it after listening to this podcast. Yeah, I don't think anybody's listening to this podcast anymore, anyways. Um, hey, <laughs> but uh, the end of this movie, Kong is there. It's like the ships that are coming to take them home finally come back, and then the very end of the movie, Kong sees the ships, and then he starts like banging his chest, and it like zooms mm-hmm. in super far on his eye, and in his mm-hmm. eye, there's there's the two for one, there's like the two rock things from uh, the '76 King Kong, which I thought was interesting. But also, uh, there were the ships, so it looked like he was about to like destroy them, and it looked that's like that's what I was thinking. So I was and like, then, "What happens?" But then at the end, they play that post-credit scene where he returns home, and then it, they obviously survived. Yeah, honestly, it felt like there was another thirty minutes of this movie that was just like left out. I, I honestly felt like we were like yeah. at the end of the second act, and they're about to go into the third act where there was like all the ships were killed but one and they like barely escaped and stuff like that. But then it just like cuts off and then he's home and it's like, oh, so did Kong destroy the planes or did he not? There's just never really an answer. 
I, I I'm fine with that because I I don't like I don't like action scenes anyway. I don't like action movies in general. It's hard to like you know it's hard to pay attention because they're like zoom 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 and I get kind of get dizzy sometimes. Right? I just don't like right. it. Also, what it I grossed like half about... a billion, by the way. Uh, how much from international? International is five hundred sixty-six point six million, so half a billion. And how much domestically? Uh, like in China. No, domestic means the United States. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, <laughs> it made one hundred sixty-eight million in the United States. Yeah, so they made the majority of the yeah. money internationally, that makes sense. which makes sense. Uh, oh, anyways, um, the the me- you know the mechanic guy, the one who fixed the ship and everything. Oh yeah, he looked like Palak Eitri to me, personally. I don't see it. Oh, I, I mean, totally see it. He's like not super skinny, so I didn't see. Yeah, the not the skinny Palak. part, but like the face part, Palak Eitri. It was like totally there. Also, I have a question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little hot there, Nick. We might want to back up for your mic a little bit. Sorry. Okay. Um. Uh. So, like, you know the score or like the theme song in the 2005 version is like. Can you just pull it up on your computer? Uh, okay. Continue talking. <laughs> Real quick fact about that guy. Uh, he was in Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, which is, in my opinion, Earl the most the underrated movie of all time. I've only yeah. heard of that movie during freshman year, I'm not going to lie. I should show it to you. We should watch it sometime. We can review it on the podcast. Although we have the next two weeks of themes planned out. So uh, anyways, we, uh, should, we oh, give yeah. our, should we give our scores and then hand it over to Nick? Um, yes, we should. All right. I'm, I'm going to give this four, a... Oh. Four, yeah, four um, what? 4.5 for me. 4.5. I want to give this a C plus B minus. Like a C plus... C That's plus just minus. two scores. BC <laughs> plus minus, something like that. This, is, this isn't blood type. Okay, Nick. Okay, here's the theme song I was referring to. Hold on. Wait. Play like a second of it because we don't. Oh just my god. I don't get. No, I don't remember this. I mean, I kind of remember it. What about it? I was wondering if it, if it was like the same theme song throughout the, like all the movies. Oh, I don't think so. Okay, because the 2005 oh, theme yeah. song was like genuinely really memorable, memorable for me. Yeah, I don't remember. That's your fun fact. <laughs> no, Good that's job, not my fun fact. No, no. What are your fun facts about Kong Skull Island? Um, well, I just looked it up on uh, IMDb. So apparently, Samuel L. Jackson kept on like asking the producers how big King Kong was gonna be, and they just didn't answer him. <laughs> so he. <laughs> <laughs> So he, had, he had, Jackson totally would. Yeah, so um, he had no idea how big it was going to be. And this is this King Kong was like a lot bigger than all the other. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for King sure. Kongs. And they, they said that the, um, they did that because they wanted him to seem more like godlike. Which, I, I feel like the real reason was because they wanted him to be able to fight Godzilla and they made Godzilla huge in the 2014 one. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Any other interesting facts? Yeah, um, I mean, all the other ones are like a paragraph long, so we're good. Uh, okay. We're good. Uh, anyways, uh, we are done with the King Kong. Should we rank them all, the four of them? Uh, sure, yes. Okay, uh, I'll go first. My ranking is 1933, 2005, Skull Island, and then 1976. Okay, mine is uh, 2005, Skull Island, 3376. 
Sounds good. All right, now is the oh, transition sound effect. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Paul, uh, you can't keep on making them with your mouth. Here, here it is. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are now on to the part of the podcast where we review a mobile game because uh, All right, it's yeah. Pahul's principal interest in life. We are very close to an hour, by the way, so. Uh, it's fine. We can uh, go a little over. I'm, this I'm this one saying. was a fun podcast. We added someone new. We added Nick Mana. Mm-hmm. We should keep and on I adding. I could talk some... about the movies. We should keep on adding somebody every week until we have like fifty people on the podcast. <laughs> 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 oh, <shoot. laughs> we'll be just people yelling over each other. Um. Anyways, uh, uh, mobile game today. We are reviewing my personal number one mobile game of all time, called. Adventure Commie. <laughs> no. <laughs> Adventure Communist. Okay. Uh, so, Paul, who, let, let's start with you. What, what are your thoughts on this game? I think this game is very brainless. I mean, <laughs> I, I know what you say about, like, the low maintenance thing, and I get that, but I've, and I, and I, and I tried to implement that when I got this last week. I was like, you know what? I'm going to play this a little bit. I'm going to just let it run, and I'll come back to it later. I forgot to come back to it. It's just clicking stuff and everything, you know. I was just, uh, whatever, you know. I went, I, I ranked up like three or four times, and I'm, I think I'm ranked five now. Whatever that means, that's it. Yeah. Well, I am ranked fifty-three currently because nice. I've been playing this game consistently for a year. Um, I wonder what the highest rank in this game is, Nick. Oh God. <laughs> yeah that's your job um i love adventure communist and really i can't explain why i haven't stopped playing this game yet because it's i mean yeah i completely agree with everything you say it's very mindless it's a lot of just clicking and watching and then like just letting it run in the background but i i find myself coming back to it like continuously i find myself checking it at least once a day and during the events I mean, I'll have it open for at least an hour a day during the events. And those are like four out of seven. Like they, they do them like every four days. So maybe you've made it into a habit, you know, like it's part of your daily routine now. Yeah, You're it like, is. I'll open phone. Oh, I got to check Adcom. You go to Adcom. You know? oh, yeah, we even have the abbreviation Adcom. You know, I, I, I really can't explain what it is about the game that just keeps me locked in. But I just, I love low maintenance games because I don't have a lot of time to just sit on my phone and play games. So whenever I can just like be invested or even just video games in general, like I don't play a whole lot of games on my Xbox. When I can just have like a low maintenance game that I can just invest myself in, I I find it super fun. And, you know, I don't know. I think what I like about it is that even though I've been playing for nearly a year, I'm only ranked 53 and there are a total of... Nick? It's it's saying that like I think ninety five is the max, but also it could be one hundred and fifty. <laughs> I'm getting mixed answers. Well, anyway, if it is one hundred and fifty, because that one sounds more accurate, because I think there's an achievement in the game for hitting rank one twenty. Yeah, the, the monsterage is unlocked at rank one hundred and fifty. Apparently, I don't know what that means. Oh, that, that's exciting. Um, anyway, it's, my it's point... just the. It's another like fifty levels of mindless stuff, you know. It's like another like oh, when you get more than a billion or like quadrillion potatoes, it just becomes A A or B B because it's too big of a value. Like that's My all you're going like for to get to the G Z. Damn. Yeah, I've got a lot of potatoes. 
But what, but what I like about this game is that even though I've been playing it for a year, I'm only like a third of the way through the ranks. And I like that because Adventure Capitalist was also made by this company. And yeah. that game is like, to me, I played it for like three days and then I was done with it because there just wasn't much to do in it. And like, it was really yeah, easy true. to max out. This on. This one's everything. really fleshed out. Oh yeah, it's super fleshed out. And like, if you see the Instagram page and stuff like that, I don't know. I just like this game's personality. Like it's super fun and like laid back and it's making fun of communism kind of while also like kind of respecting it simultaneously. And I don't know. I like that. I, I think that you're looking too deep into that. If you're thinking about like respecting and making fun of communism and all that, I think it's just a know. clicker game, you know, like cookie I clicker, mean, it's like cookie clicker. I was really the, cookie clicker. Yeah. yeah. It's like cookie clicker to me. I never got, I never got cookie clicker. So this is like, I got it on better. my Chromebook and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> wait shifting position oh, oh shifting oh. nick is, has left his room <laughs> well, where, where'd you okay. go nick i was opening my door so i could get bruno but he's not he's nowhere to be found yeah bruno we don't want bruno on this dog. chihuahua anyways uh let's let's rank the game i'm giving adventure communist uh i'm giving it a 10 out of 10 it's my favorite oh. mobile game of all time uh d minus F plus, <laughs> F minus, F minus, F. That's pretty low. I'm giving it an F. E. Okay. Oh, e. did you know they used to use E instead of F, but then too many students thought that E was like excellent or it was like a good thing, so well, then they had to change it to an F. They use it in, in India, Europe, in I think. In India, they use A, B, C, D, E, F. Yeah, they use it in Europe too, I think. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's kind of weird to me that 50% of points is considered like F. I don't know. I've never gotten that. Not on the AP system. exam. No, that's true. Which are now only 45 minutes long, which is nuts. Anyways, uh, for the rest of the podcast, uh, we will talk briefly about the movies that happened. Who's talking? Who's talking? Uh, we'll edit out the movie. We'll talk about movies that have recently come to VOD, and there have been a lot of them, and I'll just give like quick general thoughts, and then we'll review what uh, next week's um, Emma was one of them, which was the week before we started the podcast. That was really good. It was a lighthearted romantic comedy. It got kind of boring towards the middle, but it's still, it's fun. Uh, and the production design is just fabulous. O Onward also came to VOD, which was fascinating to me because I feel like that's such a high budget movie and such like a high, you know, that well, like releasing on VOD now. What else was option to do? Like what else could they do? Well, I thought it was going to be the one movie that like reopened once all the theaters opened again. Especially because think about it, when movie well, theaters the reopen, coming out right. So if they have well, Soul and Onward, it's like, well, Soul is probably going to get delayed because they the the way that Minions because uh, Minions got delayed, Minions too. The way that they explained it was that animated movies have a very tight schedule to follow that usually goes all the way up until the day it's supposed to be released. And because of the virus, it's been delayed a lot. Um, they like the production of Minions too, so that's why they had to push that one back, even though it was only July. So it wasn't like a big deal. Even though it's the Minions, I mean, right? Who cares about the Minions? One point two billion dollars worth of people care about Minions. Never mind, bro. And then so half uh, of that is also... merchandise, right? Like Happy Meals and stuff. No, one point two billion is what the movie's box office was never mind yeah it's nuts uh also you had the hunt come out which we talked about last week 
and The Invisible Man, which is a movie I'm actually not really a fan of. It's got a lot of really great reviews, but I thought it was just okay. Uh, Nick saw The Invisible Man. I liked it. And that's Nick's in-depth review of The Invisible Man. Uh, we also had The Grudge come out, uh, which was the first movie to come out in 2020. It's terrible. Uh, that came out on the 24th. We also had The Gentleman and Harley Quinn, one. Birds of Prey. Yeah, you, what, what were your thoughts on The Gentleman? The Gentleman is about the one with the marijuana farms, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, see, I'm not forgetting this movie. Like, <laughs> you just said you're no, not I mean, forgetting it. I, Did you mean that you're forgetting it? No, I'm forgetting it. I'm forgetting it. I'm forgetting it. So, I mean, I don't have any thoughts on this. I think it was, a, I, remember, I, I remember walking out of the theater and thinking, damn, that was a good movie. You know, that was a fun movie. Those yeah. two hours just slipped by or however long that movie was. Yeah. So, yeah. It's totally fast paced and it's totally entertaining. It's one I totally recommend that um, people go out and see. It's not with kids because it's very violent. Uh, speaking of, a lot of vomiting. Yeah, there's a lot of vomiting. Not as much as Knives Out, though. Um, Knives Out, vomiting. The, the girl vomits. Oh, God, gross. Yeah. That's not a spoiler. It's like five minutes in the movie, they talk about how the girl vomits when she lies. But that's essential to the plot. Oh, no, that might be a spoiler, actually. Never mind. Yes, I'm going to stop yeah. talking. <laughs> um, Harley Birds of Prey also came out, which uh, was good. I enjoyed it. I think uh, it's one of the better DC movies. 1917 also came See to VOD, which is fantastic. Great movie. See that one. Intense as hell, but... I don't know how intense it'll be on like a screen at home. Probably not that intense. Did and I then, see it? Wait, I think I saw it on a computer screen. So I, no, I, you I saw it in theaters. It. I did not see it in theaters. No. Yes, you did. No, I remember. Wait, I saw it in theaters <laughs> because I, I saw what I saw. It you in saw theaters. me at the yeah. Yeah, and you're watching. Um, let me let me. I don't. I forgot. I'm sorry. Bad boys out. Something oh yeah, we were gonna watch Bad Boys for Life, and then we got turned around, so you saw Gretel and Hansel instead. Uh, the Way Back also dropped, which was uh, pretty good. That was Ooh, a Ben Affleck. I want to watch that one. You should. Uh, Bloodshot also came to VOD, which we've already talked about, and uh, that is it because today's the twenty fifth, so nothing else has come out yet. Um, yep, but anyways, I think that's the end of the podcast. So uh, outro music. No, not yet. Um, next week we are going. Oh wait, I totally forgot. Uh, viewers, user uh, questions. Oh, questions on our yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I forgot to mention we now have an Instagram called the films, just called Film Studies Club Podcast. Uh, no, the just Film Studies Club Podcast. So inconsistent. Um, why? If the and everything else, which is here, just we don't need well, the. I, I tried to make it just Film Studies Club, maybe, and somebody maybe. else took it. <laughs> okay so here's uh our first question comes to us from kennedy delaney and it says uh one question that your fans have been yearning for you guys to answer is will there be a this is wakanda too i'm speaking on behalf of the whole waka fan base by the way thank you waka fan base <laughs> okay okay um so this one uh so this is a very interesting question. No, it's not. And I'm, I'm talking to you, <laughs> Kennedy, when I say this. When Childish Gambino makes This Is America 2, I make This Is Wakanda 2. That's my answer. Well, you have to that's, be progressive. That's... Shut what? up, Nick. Okay. 
Nick, what do you mean? You have to be like you, you can't wait for someone else to make it for you. You gotta, you gotta no, be the first. No, but Nick, it's a parody of This Is America. I can't. Your make life two is a parody of, of America. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that that pretty much sums it up. Uh, Michael W. Bunty asked the entire concept that the U.S. military cannot kill a big monkey is moronic. Now. Uh, the U.S. military does kill the big monkey, so... Well, yeah, but the big monkey causes a lot of destruction. Yeah, I mean, if that happened in real life, I feel like the U.S. military would have a hard time attacking it in the city because there's so many people there that if they, like, sent a bomb in, they would kill thousands of people. I feel like it's also dependent on the year because in 1933, I feel like the U.S. military wasn't, like, big guns and stuff because of the Great Depression and everything. 1975 post Vietnam War. I totally think the U.S. military could have handled that. But one of the movies, 1975, was not even the Kong didn't even come to the United States. So did uh, Kong Skull Island come out around the time when Harambe was the thing? It was like Harambe. Oh, yeah, had I was just thinking died. a lot about Harambe while watching. <laughs> I was like, yeah, like that was like a constant thing in my mind. Uh, I mean. Novel. Harambe? Maybe King Kong is Harambe. Okay. Next we're topic. getting too far. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Oshin, or as his Instagram is called, Whoop Wap, asks, uh, who's gonna win, King Kong or Godzilla? This one's actually, we can make like a whole podcast on. I think this one's interesting. What are your thoughts? Well, th- well isn't there like a bunch of movies about this that Godzilla. Like, explain who's gonna win? I mean, yeah, but I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, but it's also like... Okay, so let's just... Let's just go off. So what's Godzilla's powers? Uh, he's well, a Godzilla. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> the reason I think Godzilla has the upper hand is because he's it's like way blooded. bigger. Well, the bigger doesn't always mean better. But here's the thing. Like, Kong is way faster than Godzilla. So if Kong can do some, like, you know, attacks super fast, that'd be great. But if Godzilla gets one hit on Kong, he's out. Wait, Especially. but isn't isn't but Kong Skull Island Kong is pretty pretty big. But like the 2014 Godzilla, like when he walks on land, it causes like hurricanes. I mean, that um, means that, tsunamis. He's that means huge. that Godzilla is really slow too. So King Kong he, can like maneuver around Godzilla and kind of like knock him back and stuff, you know? Right. Like, that's the thing. He is like really. He's really. He's. He's really slow, but that's why I said if he gets one hit on King Kong, King Kong is out. Like, if he steps on him. I feel like a good way to study this question is to watch the Tom and Jerry cartoons. Because Tom's really big, but Jerry Jerry always outsmarts Tom and, like, you know, kills him or whatever. So I think, I think, I think I, I'm putting my money on King Kong. Okay. I feel like it'll um, be God's... the fighting scene from Big Hero Six, like the little, like the beginning scene of like the little robot versus the big robot, and then they... okay, never mind. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Never yeah, mind. me neither. Never mind. Uh, so apparently in Skull Island, he is 100 feet tall. I think that's 40 what I to 50 feet. That's what um this thing says, and then Godzilla from the most recent one is 400 feet. Oh my god. <laughs> So, I really don't know how they're going to make them equal when they fight, considering one is ten times taller than the other. But, uh, anyways, I, my money's on Godzilla. Mine too. Well, I don't know, man. I Come mean, on, let's place a bet. Five bucks. 
Five bucks. Okay, I'm down for that. On Godzilla, I'm that uh, confident. Five on Kong. Five on Kong. Okay. Pahul, no, nice. Batman defeated Superman. Are we forgetting that? <laughs> Not really. I didn't watch the movie. Oh wait. Oh yeah. That's right. Well, that's because Superman has like one fatal flaw. Yeah, a Godzilla has one fatal flaw. Dying. What is it? <laughs> Godzilla's a villain. People don't like villains. <laughs> King Kong's gonna win. Everyone Kong? knows that. And King Kong is a mammal, a primate. We as humans support primates. Well, like compared to like of, Godzillas and stuff. At the end of the 2014 Godzilla, Godzilla just like he doesn't like intentionally kill everyone. After he's done doing his business, he just goes into the water and just chills. He's not like a What's villain. He's a hero as well. What's Godzilla's business? Well, I don't want to spoil what happens at the end of the movie in case somebody hasn't seen <sighs> just it. Text it to me. He takes I'll just tell you after the podcast. New York. Okay, so we have two more questions. Uh, Wild Mustang Will writes in, what movie do you like? (laughs) 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 I'm going to have to go with... uh, The Graduate. Jumanji. Jumanji. Jumanji's a good one. That's a movie I like. And Jumanji 2 is a movie I like. Swiss Army Man. Um, okay, and then this question comes to us. You guys don't actually know this guy. He was in a show with me from Jack underscore Lowprich underscore Gaming, who <laughs> says, uh, "Do we define our reality, or does our reality define us?" That's a stupid also, question. what was the best episode of the King Kong TV show? And then okay, I haven't seen the TV he, show personally. No, the no, pilot. and then and then he made a comment that said, "I meant the Donkey Kong TV show." And then he said the F word, F word, F word. Okay, let's tackle the second question first. I have not seen any uh, episodes of the Donkey Kong TV show. Uh, me neither. Uh, Donkey Kong is like the yeah. Okay, I think I know who Donkey. Me neither. Kong who has watched that? No one. <laughs> Nick, look up like what's generally regarded as the best episode. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good okay. idea. Donkey Kong. And then, do we define our reality, or does reality define us? Nature versus nurture. Um. <laughs> uh, Paul, what are your thoughts on, uh, on this one? We define our reality. I'm not gonna answer this question because I feel like this question's quite frankly below me, below my mental <laughs> faculties. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. It's such a, it's such a I'm sorry, Mr. Gaming Man. This video is titled Donkey Kong Country Booty and the Beast, full episode. It's going to play on screen right now. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so badly animated. Like, nothing's rendered correctly. <laughs> I wish I could see it. Well, what's it called again? Oh, oh my god, the alligator's so fat. <laughs> <laughs> We should, we should, uh, afterwards we should get on the cast and we should all watch an episode. It sounds great. Thank you, Jack. Um, I'm going to say that, uh, we define our reality because I feel like everybody has their own perspective on reality. And if reality defined us, then I feel like people would universally have a more ge- like generalized view on reality, but we uh, all have like our own interpretations. Well, I don't know if, yeah, sure. Reality, if we consider reality to be subjective. But then we allow that reality to define us, too. It's kind of like a chicken or egg thing, you know? It's like a cycle. Yeah, maybe it's like both. You know, maybe yeah. it's not one it's defines the other, but they both contribute. Yeah, like nature versus nurture. Nick, you're a genius. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what are, you, what are your thoughts on, uh, on the question? Uh, 
I don't know. I'm just a research guy. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, thank you for your user submitted questions. If you want us to answer any question on the podcast, oh we wait, should, actually... should we tell them what we're doing next week, or should we wait for them? Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna say it. We shouldn't okay, make ahead. an Instagram post for like every single upcoming episode. Yeah, I'm doing that. Oh. No, but are we gonna say it right now, right here? Yeah, I'll say it right now. Um. But first, I wanted to say, if you want to have your an- your question answered, uh, you can follow Film Studies Club podcast on Instagram, and I will make a weekly post where people can comment questions. If we don't have any, then we'll generate. I think it's the Film Studies Club podcast. You forgot the club part in the name. Oh yeah, that Film Studies easy. Club yeah. podcast. Uh, yeah. And anyways, that that wraps up our podcast. Uh, so next week we will be reviewing. The 2019 Best Picture nominations at the Academy Awards. There's nine of them, and we're going to try to get through all of them real quick. And it gives us uh, time for the one afterwards because we're all going to have to watch all four of those movies. But wait, anyways. All oh, right, uh, yeah. So um, Nick, where can so uh, Nick? You're watching those too, right? Um, no, movies? he doesn't have to. I can watch yeah, them. You ha- Never mind. Okay. I'll, I'll send them to you. I'm sure you've seen most of them, anyways. Uh, yeah. Anyways, Nick, where can people find you online? Um, my YouTube channel is, uh, Robotic Taco Sauce. Like, yeah, I don't know really if you should mention this. <laughs> <laughs> and my Instagram is Fidget Fam Squad, and everything else is also Fidget Fam Squad. Thank you. I can't with that username. Uh, Paul, where can people find you online? Uh, Zach.Lorge is my Instagram. <laughs> I don't know what my Snapchat is. And I, th- <laughs> and I think my Twitter is That Weird Indian. That Weird Indian guy. Uh, at That uh, sorry, thank you. Yes, whatever. And Nick said. Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram. Yeah. On Instagram at uh, Robert Burke Nine, uh, and make sure you follow the Film Studies Club podcast Instagram. And uh, besides that, I think we're ready for the outro Wait, music, Nick. We have a very important question. Yeah. Do you guys think we're still going to be doing this next week, the Zoom part? Would like the webcam? Yeah. Or are we going to like meet meet up together? Nick isn't going to be allowed of his house until, like, December of 2020, so... Never mind that. Okay, you can sign <laughs> us up. All right, uh, see you later. Alligator. <laughs> <laughs>